Hello, hello, hello! It's me, Antonio, and I'm back. I'm back, back, back again. And we're doing an episode today. Wow! How long have I been gone? Several months. Yeah, several months. But it's okay. It's okay. I know you forgive me because, you know, I'm just a lovely person and you guys are just so kind. So you're going to forgive me. Um, I've been gone. What did I do when I was gone? Um... I'm back in Berlin, as you can probably tell if you're watching the video, because now, oh bitch, now we have video. We have video. Also, I got a new microphone. I hope you can notice the quality difference because, bitch, my old microphone was not giving. It was not giving at all. It was giving garbage. It was giving garbage disposal kind of noises, and I just don't want that for my beautiful, lovely podcast. You know, only the best for you guys. I'm just really feeding you the content you deserve. Um, but yeah, now we got a video for the podcast, which I'm probably going to put on TikTok or something. And also the audio portion, which is what you're listening to right now, I think. I guess that's how things work. Yes. So, um, oh, guess what? Guess what, girls? I passed my theory exam. What exam? Um, the driving license theory exam. It was not easy. It was not easy. I had to sacrifice a lot because I was actually doing it during the summer break, which is, you know, just depressing as fuck. Like, imagine me in Portugal. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. The beach. Everyone's just, you know, out doing things. Meanwhile, I'm stuck inside a room learning about fucking signs. Street signs. It was kind of sad. You know, it did depress me for a little bit, but I'm fine. No, it's fine. I'm fine. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I did pass the exam, which I was actually fucking scared about because it's not easy. There's like um, 30 questions. Yeah, 30 questions. You get one minute per question. And those motherfuckers who make these exams are just the trickiest, nastiest pettiest bitches ever i just know these people have just like zero friends and zero love in their life because they are hateful it's hate pure hatred bigotry if you ask me so what do they do they make questions that are so fucking confusing and riddle like riddle it's a riddle it's not a question it's a riddle they're asking you to solve world hunger and poverty and they're asking for the recipe for the fucking stone of philosophy. Wait, <laughs> not the philosophy of stone. <laughs> the philosopher's stone. They're, they're asking for the elixir of life. And I barely, barely gave it. Mm-hmm. That was actually quite a tense moment. Because imagine me just sitting in my tiny little chair. I had just finished the exam. Which, by the way, was way too fucking long because I do not need 30 minutes for 30, like, multiple choice questions. Like, I don't need that much time. You know what's going to happen? My ADHD brain is going to make me second guess shit. And that's what ex- exactly what happened. So instead of me sitting down and minding my business... I decided to go back and change the answers because I'm just that kind of girl. I'm just so smart, you know, I'm just yassified. So I could not go back. So I decided to change like three answers or something. Almost my downfall. It was quite literally, you know, it was very scary to me because I could have just failed the exam, which is almost what happened. 
But yeah, I went back and changed the answers. And then the guy was like, exam is over. Time is over. If you passed, you can come to the front. I will call your name and I'll give you the driving's license thing, the paper to say that you can get your driver's license. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Relax. Let's just wait. Let's like chill. So the guy, he starts calling names. Person number one, come get your thing. Person number two. Person number three. Person number five. Person number six. Now, mind you, I did forget a huge detail, which was he told us. So six people passed. But oh, no, no, not six. Seven people passed. But two people failed. Tun tun tum. And then he picked us one by one to go pick up the fucking thing. And when I tell you I was stressed, I was like sweating, throwing up, crying in my seat, just waiting for my name to be called. And he starts calling the names. One, two, three, four, five. Get to number six. I'm starting to get really nervous, bitch. I'm on the verge of a panic attack. Number seven, it was me. I was number seven. I was number seven. When I tell you, like, oh, I, I say when I tell you a lot, but whatever. Bitch, <clears throat> when he called number six, I was fully convinced I am not going to pass this exam because there had been three questions where I was so confused and, like, so just, like, torn between two answers that I, I couldn't tell you which way it, would, it was going to go. So when he said number six and it wasn't my name i freaked i freaked the fuck out i mean i was just like seeing my life in front of my eyes i saw like a little super cut of eyes you saw a super cut of eyes giving lord vibes you know and finally drum roll please i swear that man he loved seeing us in pain he was milking every second of suspense he was just like enjoying it and like delighting he was literally just eating it up he's like number seven antonio fonseca Ooh -hoo -hoo. my reaction was oh my fucking god <gasps> oh thank you thank you lord thank you oh thank god i didn't fail oh my god thank you so much i really thought i was gonna fail meanwhile the two people in front of me they both failed and there i was like rubbing it in their faces like oh, i can't believe i thought i was gonna fail what would i do if i failed that's just like such a failure in life like i would be such a loser if i failed you know um <laughs> i felt kind of bad i did i'm not gonna lie i did feel a little bit bad but you know that's life life is not fair life's not fair um, so yeah, I passed, I got my, um, license, not fully, but you know what I mean? And I failed three questions, which is the maximum you're allowed to fail. So it really was like by a fucking hair. I could have easily failed, which, you know, could have happened if I just changed one more answer, but let's not think about that. That's in the past. It's done. It's all good. All is good. Kind problem. That was German for the uncultured girls. I don't like German. No, I don't. Mm, I don't speak German, but I can if you like. Ow! It's giving Lady Gaga. It's giving Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. I'm just so random. I'm so crazy. I'm so silly and goofy. I'm just on a mood today. I'm sorry, guys. If you happen to be listening to this, I'm like in my extra faggot mode. I can't deny it. You can feel, you can feel the energy. But yeah, what else is new in my life? 
Prime Minister Boris, it's me, Nicki Minaj, and I'm officially British. That's my favorite TikTok possibly ever, but that doesn't really matter. Oh. <laughs> On the same note, guess who got diagnosed with ADHD? Your girl, Antonio Fonseca. That bitch over there. Um, yeah, it was me. I do have attention deficit. What's the H stand for? Hyperactivity disorder. I do possess that quality or failure. Not failure. I'm not a failure. Um, I would say flaw. Um, yeah, I do have ADHD. I am now medicated. I am taking medication to make me less insane. Um, and I'm living my life, you know? Another day, another sleigh, period. Um, but it's actually been very helpful for me to take medication on a serious note because I was really struggling with just functioning, like waking up in the morning and deciding to do things. That was really quite an issue for me. Um, I didn't have any drive or anything that would make me want to like get up and do, do shit. So um, it's been a bit life-changing. And now I'm back in university and it really has helped me. So yeah, that happened. Um, who could have guessed me? Antonio has ADHD. Wow, I think anyone could have fucking put the two dots together if they watched any of my YouTube videos. I think it's kind of obvious. How did I not realize this before? <laughs> am I stupid? Yeah, I kind of am a little bit stupid. It's okay, it's okay. Just be who you are. You know, it's okay to be stupid. No one's judging. Um, so anyway, on to today's main topic. So I really wanted to talk a very, about a very interesting thing today. Um, and that thing is the music industry and just art in general and the way art has been going in the 21st century. Because it's taken quite a turn. I mean, social media has completely changed the way we consume art, the way we discover art. It's just changed the motherfucking game. And I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about, like, what the fuck is going on. Because it's a lot to digest. There's a lot to talk about. So let me get my notes. Yes, I did write notes. I am a professional. What do you think? I came here and I'm not, like, with my notes. I have my notes. Um, the title is being an artist in 2021 is literally hell on earth. And honestly, I think that's true. Um, if you're an artist out there, I think you can probably agree with me that the current landscape artistically is just fucked. Um, you either sell your soul to like a label or to some manager or whatever, or like sell your corporate just you become a tool or a pawn of capitalism or you die and you rot in some corner trying to make it without, you know, kind of giving into the system. So, um, you know, TikTok has recently had a lot of huge, huge songs that have blown up artists overnight. Let's talk Pink Panthers, the queen Pink Panthers. I love her so much. But we all know that without TikTok, there would have been just zero way that she would have gotten as big as she's gotten so recently. I mean, 
I'm not sure how long she's been around, but like for an artist with so little music out to be this fucking big, I mean, she has like 10 million streamers, streamers, whatever, listeners on Spotify every month, and she's just putting out music for TikTok. Now, this is one of my biggest issues. Nowadays, you cannot make any type of art if it's not easily digestible in like a 20 second clip, you know what I mean? It's gotta be something that people can look at or hear or, you know, consume in an immediate, just super quick way. Otherwise, it's just gonna be discarded. Um, I feel like we're moving more and more towards just discardable content. And this, ugh, just the word content in itself is so demeaning to what people are actually making. Like this shift from calling art content is not something that I'm very comfortable with, to be completely honest with you. I think it's very strange the way capitalism has convinced us all that our art is content to be commodified and to be overconsumed. You know, it's like, it's something like, it's something to call, you know, a podcast content because that is actually just something to listen to without giving it much thought. But when you call like, a YouTube video content, to me, that just like erases and like discredits so much of the work and intention behind what people are doing out there. I mean, there's fantastic YouTubers, like film filmmakers and just incredible artists all over social media. And they're doing way more than just making fucking content. And it pisses me off. I am pissed the fuck off because girl, no, 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 no. I get it. We're trying to make it so like people can be more successful, I guess. But it's also led us in this direction where if you're not constantly producing content, air quotes, um, you're going to die. You're going to wither and everyone's going to forget about you and you're just going to become a nobody. And I think a lot of people, a lot of artists are extremely scared of fading into obscurity. And I totally understand. I mean, if you make your living off of other people consuming what you do and just attending your concerts and all this shit, it's very easy to just be terrified of shit like this, like losing your relevance, which is, you know, it can very easily affect your art and it can affect your process because if you're constantly thinking, okay, what's going to make me pop off? Like what song can I make? What painting, what video, what TikTok can I make? That's going to keep me in the zeitgeist. That's going to keep me in the cultural mind that is, you know, social media and just like Twitter and just people just constantly talking about you. So you can't stop. You can never stop. You just have to keep on going and marching and marching. And when you're trying to make meaningful art, I think it's very degradable. It's it's de not degradable. <laughs> it's biodegradable, guys. It's very, no. Uh, it's very degrading when you're constantly being pushed by your label to every motherfucking day of the week post an Instagram picture every day you have to make like seven TikToks every day you have to be doing blah 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 you can't have one minute of rest and also you're just like allowing people into your life in such an invasive way as much as I think that you know artists sharing more of their life on social media has sort of um grown the connection with their fans more I, I do see that side 
I just feel like people are really fucking entitled to knowing about like to knowing shit about celebrities life and just their business in general like social media has made it so we're all up on each other's business all the fucking time and I'm sick I'm sick of it like let's do something else can we like bring back the mystery can we bring back some just like you know um that kind of aura almost angelic almost godlike celebrity thing because you know i think that just elevates the art in my opinion can you hear the sirens can you hear the sirens i hate living by the hospital Phoebe Bridgers, I feel you, babes, because I live by the hospital and it's every day just Dino, Nino, Nino. Wow, I'm just so talented. <laughs> I hate it. Okay, so as I was saying, um, I think celebrities and just artists in general are being more and more pushed to be always sharing their life and always be, you know, on their fans' minds. And to me, that creates a problem where you're just like not giving yourself time to process your own emotions. You're not giving yourself time to have like artistic integrity. Um, because when you're always engaging with fans and you're not working on your art, you're not like having this introspective moment, it's gonna become a people pleaser kind of like Rick and more, you know what I mean? Like it's when a show, for example, a TV show gets super popular and then they have to do all this fan service. I feel like that's what happens with artists who are always on social media is they become super attached to what their fans think of them and they can almost get all their identity and all their validation from external sources, which then turns it into a toxic relationship. Ooh, yes, I said it. Toxic. Um, what else do I have written down in my little notebook? Okay, so um, there is also a very weird component to this whole thing, which is even though labels and everyone's trying to tell these artists to always post, they also tell them, but don't give them too much. You still got, got to remain, you know, kind of mysterious. You got to, you know, make people think that you're superior to them in some way. So even though you're always sharing on social media all the time, you still have to find something that people are, you know, curious about within you, which just makes it super complicated to figure out what exactly you're going to share. Because if you're sharing all these parts of you that are supposedly like marketable and everything, and then you're keeping this mystery part of yourself hidden or whatever the fuck labels want. I don't know. Like it's this weird cult appeal. I think it's this, as I was saying, godlike putting people on a pedestal type thing. Um, and for me, you look at Beyonce, you look at Frank Ocean, you look at Lord, you know, all these people that have completely just rejected social media almost entirely and are incredibly mysterious and they just fade away from uh, pop culture for years at a time. I think they have a different relationship with their audience because they're not just your friend on Instagram. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of bringing like Instagram and social media has brought everyone in the world to the same level kind of mentally 
um, it's quite hard to explain, but if you're seeing your fucking bestie on Instagram, their Instagram story, little circle, you're seeing your mom, you're seeing like fucking Harry Styles there, it's just going to create a weird energy. It's going to make you think that these people are just like you when in reality they live a completely different lifestyle. Um, which I don't necessarily think it's bad, you know, to kind of relate more to celebrities. But at the same time, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's it's the same as it used to be. I think it's kind of worse, in my opinion. When I think about Frank Ocean, for example, I like the fact that he's so mysterious. You know, I do like the fact that we don't know that much about him. Like, he doesn't do that many interviews. It's very rare. Just like Beyonce, you know, the interviews allow you to peek into, into someone's head and just get a glimpse into what they're thinking. But when you completely deny the public from even, you know, knowing anything about what's going on with you, it creates a cult, which as horrible as it might, might sound, is kind of cool. Like, I don't mean cult in a bad way, you know, it's just like a cult, like stand following. And when you have a stand following of, this, of any type of artist, I think the relationship with the music is so much more honest because you're not, or any art, the relationship with the art is more honest because you're not projecting their personality onto their art. It's just like the art speaks for itself. You love it, you hate it, whatever. You know, it's your opinion. It doesn't really matter either way. Um, it's, it's different. And I do think that nowadays we're missing that a little bit. I do think we're missing it. Um, and when you think about, you know, maintaining this untouchable sort of nature to celebrity. Um, I don't think that is as real anymore. I think more and more the divide between celebrities and real, normal, everyday people is fading because, as I said, social media has just put us all on the same fucking level and we're all like fucking crying out for attention on every damn social media platform and everyone's performing we're always performing like there is this never-ending performance that is social media you know that is the issue to me uh whenever you post anything on instagram me personally when i do it it is a performance like i'm i'm showing you what i want you to see i don't want you to see other things i want you to perceive me in this way and so I'm going to post this thing so you perceive me in the way that I want you to perceive. It's controlled. And as much as, yeah, it's part of me, it's part of my personality, it's not, like, it's really not um, real, you know? It's not real. It's, it's performance. And performance obviously is real, I guess. But it's not real in this, like, genuine sense, you know? Um, so... Since we're all constantly performing for fucking algorithms every damn day of our lives, um, it becomes super easy also if you're an indie artist to just be comparing yourself to this one person who blew up. Like you see, Pink Panthers, she was nothing, she was no one. And then suddenly she blows the fuck up on TikTok and guess what? Now she's mega fucking famous. Um, and that gives us the illusion that it's for everyone. We, we really like are bu buying, we're buying this fantasy that we can all be rich and famous fucking artists and like have everyone be talking about us and, you know, people appreciating our art. But in reality, it's just impossible for even 
like one percent of every artist to make it let alone like you know every fucking person so um if you're an indie artist right out there i mean i really respect your fucking hustle because it's not easy in 2021 this like late stage capitalism hellscape to make art and to like be confident in your art and not constantly be trying to please these fucking algorithms that have basically like enslaved us for content and i was watching this video which by the way if you have time it's kind of super long but it's like one of the best videos i've ever watched it's a video essay by cj the x on youtube and it's him analyzing the jeff bezos song that was in the bo burnham um comedy special on netflix um, he basically did this, like, super deep analysis, and obviously it's not just about that, but, like, it became this, like, philosophical discussion, and you should really fucking, like, listen to it, because, like, everything he says is just so true, and it's putting into words so many feelings I've had before that I just couldn't explain, but in general, I think what he wanted us to take from it is that, like, we're all performing, and, you know, we're all constantly giving this image and since we're all constantly performing, we get this idea that, you know, our lives have to look a certain way. And then we feel like we're being fake if we're not giving them like a real version. But also it was never real to begin with. Um, there's definitely more to say about that fucking video essay, but just go watch it. Trust me. It's probably one of the best videos I've ever watched in my life. Um, but yeah. Next, 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 next. A big hurdle right now if you're a musician is spotify streaming any type of streaming platform right now they're cutting you a shitty fucking deal if you're trying to live a decent life and make like let's fucking say minimum wage you need at least 700 like thousand streams a month to make a minimum wage salary how is that possible? How does that make any sense? Please tell me. And these companies, Spotify, Apple Music, they're taking advantage of our creativity. They're taking advantage of our work, our labor, our emotional labor, everything we've done to, you know, just create something. And they're paying us fucking nothing. They're paying you like a little penny. Um, I think it's like one stream equals 0.00001 US dollars, if I'm not uh, wrong. I think that's the number, which, what the fuck? Like, that is insane. Like, back in the day before streaming was a thing, this was not the reality. Like, people were getting paid. Even if you had a shitty record deal, uh, like if your label was taking fucking 85% of your earnings, which happens a lot, by the way. Um, but even if you had a shitty deal, you would still get quite a bit of money because you're getting it from sales, not streaming. But now we're just all relying on these mega monopolized corporations who have so much control over the market and over art that, you know, basically your whole career and their, your life is on their hands fully. Like, if you get your song put on a Spotify playlist, your life can change overnight. Like, it's, it literally is that crazy. And when we say, 
oh yeah everything's democratized now you know social media really democratized art and just like fame and whatever i don't think that's true i really don't think that's true because we cannot forget that marginalized people any group of marginalized people are being excluded most of the time from this boost they're being excluded from the benefits that social media has provided the very few benefits you know um so even though i think it's cool that maybe it's more easy it's like easier to blow up on tiktok if you post your song you know it's still not just like entirely you you know it's very much luck based so no matter how much work you do you can work your fucking ass off and make the best art in the world and you can still be unknown which to me now is kind of sad because there are really such amazing artists out there who are you know struggling to pay rent they're struggling to live a stable life because they're not getting paid for the things that they're producing even though it's like fucking incredible art um and what we see happening is the commercially successful artists are the ones who get all the praise and they get the boost and get, they get everything because they're mainstream they're the most palatable in general they're the thing that connects everyone they're like the um, one common denominator so you know their music might be kind of mediocre but since it's kind of basic almost anyone can like it you know if you have shitty taste so um as long as this keeps happening you know it's very sad uh it's just it, it kind of pains me to see it because i have really a lot of friends of mine who have so much creativity and so much to give to the world but they can't dedicate themselves fully because they have to be working full-time jobs on top of like a full on recording schedule and like producing schedule like it's a lot of work man to be doing these things at the same time um but you know capitalism it's all fucked up who would have guessed you know it's fucked it is fucked up um what else um, 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 um. I know we ate I know we ain't the stallion um right so as I was saying you know marketing is everything TikTok all these things marketing right now is the crutch of any industry um and as we see for example little Nas little Nas little Nas X um he is a fucking genius marketer like i don't think anyone realizes like just how crazy he is for what he did like the way he is able he was able to market his album is like he should get awards for that because that man is like non-stop just pushing out content all the motherfucking time and he's just like pushing out so many things to make you buy his music and to me it kind of makes me question whether, you know, nowadays, is it really about art or is it about marketing? You know, I think right now, more than ever, marketing is the main thing. There is nothing else that is more important than marketing because if you're not marketing your music, if you're not marketing your art, you're basically useless in the eyes of, you know, these huge algorithms that just like control everyone. So if you have you know, this, this ability to naturally market your, your art, it's going to become incredibly easy 
for you to blow up and get all the success while someone who probably, you know, maybe doesn't have the same marketing chops that you do or this random person does, if you don't have the marketing chops of like a little Nas X, it's very, very complicated for you to even get a start, let alone blow up like he did, you know? Um, so you're always caught between these two sides, the side of, you know, being 100% honest and true to your art, and the other side being what's going to be more palatable, what's going to be commercially successful, what's going to make people want to listen or consume this quote-unquote fucking content, you know? Because that's really all it is. Nowadays, it's all about consuming and consuming, so you don't think any thoughts. Thoughts, not today. No, thank you. I don't want to think anything. I want to be sitting here and be consuming my five types of media at the same fucking time. I don't want to have to even, like, for one millisecond of a day, have one thought. Because if I do, it will be not good. It'll probably be anxiety. And now with the pandemic and the state of the world, uh, climate change and all these things, more and more people are turning to media and consuming media as a coping mechanism. And I completely understand. I do it too. You know, that's one of my main coping mechanisms, I would say. And it's been around for a very long time. I think if you talk to any Gen Z person, they'll tell you, like the one thing we all have in common is when we're feeling sad or depressed, we go on, you know, Netflix or we go listen to some, we go consume some type of media and that leaves us almost zero space to really think about our own shit, you know? We're always just shit, like, um, we're always pushing down our thoughts. We're always trying to numb our feelings and what ends up happening is at some point, you explode because you're not feeling anything. You're not processing these emotions. And then you're just not going to have a good time, babes. Let me tell you, it's not going to be easy. Let me tell you, sweetheart. And, you know, I understand the impulse. I partake. Um, but we can't do it, man. We can't fucking do it. We got to stop consuming all this content all the time. And that includes, like, even podcasts. Like, you're listening to my podcast right now. You're probably right now fucking doing the dishes or vacuuming the floor or going to work on your commute. And you need something to keep you from thinking. Because if you think, guess what happens? You realize how shitty your fucking life is. And then you're going to get depressed and then you're going to get anxious and then you're going to want to fucking throw yourself off the window. And we don't want that, right? We don't want that because if you're dead, you can't buy or consume any of my products. <laughs> so please don't kill yourself. You're so sexy. <laughs> you know, and that really is the crux of capitalism. You know, it's everyone needs to be like super insecure and sad all the time. So they want to buy things to make themselves feel better. And that's not going to fix it, babes. That's not going to fix the issue. What's really going to fix the issue is sitting down, pitch silence. Is that a thing people say? Whatever. Sitting down in full silence and letting yourself process your thoughts. Even if they're bad thoughts, even if they're kind of making you feel worse in a moment, I can guarantee you that in most situations, 
feeling your feelings is gonna help you down the line. It really is. And as someone who, you know, for example, when I had probably my worst breakup, at least on my side, I just shut down completely in the way that I didn't feel a single thing. You know, I just completely stopped feeling anything. I was so fucking numb. And how did I do that? Oh, I entertained myself. I watched Netflix and YouTube and every fucking type of media so I wouldn't have even a second to think and to realize how fucking heartbroken I was. Because if I let myself think and if I let myself admit to myself that I was that fucked, I think I just couldn't handle it, you know? So what ended up happening was like, didn't feel shit for a year and a half. Um, Couldn't move on either because, you know, I was still stuck in these feelings as much as I couldn't admit it to myself. Um, I just had a huge fucking breakdown and I broke down one night. I drank a little bit too much and I cried on the bathroom floor like any sane person does. Um, I cried and I cried and I cried. The soundtrack to my uh, sobbing was melodrama, of course. Thank you, Lord. Um, And yeah, you know, it was, even though it was painful in the moment, even though it was painful, it was necessary for me to move on. And I don't think I would be in the place I am at today if I hadn't had that breakdown. So I think we need to stop overconsuming media, sit the fuck down, and just sit with all these emotions. And even if they're heartbreaking, even if they destroy you and they tear you apart, you just gotta fucking let it be, man. Because if you don't feel them, it's gonna fuck you up. It's gonna make you just a ghost. It's gonna make you a zombie. And we don't want that, you know? We want you to be like full. You want you to be like a person that is confident and a person who is like in touch with themselves, grounded. And you can't do that if you're always just over consuming. And that goes for any consumption in general, I would say. Like eating food too much, like smoking too much, doing too many drugs, like whatever it is. When it's done in excess, it's going to not be good for you. And as much as I love listening to podcasts, I've realized that I need to just have the mental clarity to do the dishes once without listening to a fucking podcast. You know, I need to have the courage and the braveness to just sit with my thoughts. You know, that is the bravest thing you can do in 2021 is be with yourself and think. Because I guarantee you, 90% of the people in your life, they're not doing it. They're constantly just listening or watching and that's just not no good. It's no fucking good. And, you know, I know that was kind of a detour from the main, main topic. But, um, you know, I think it's all tied together. And I think in- the internet is such a main, you know, pillar of society in today's world. You know, we can't live without the internet now. Like, it's considered a basic human right to have internet. Um, so I think it's always good to tie it into that because as much as we love the internet, it's given us a lot of issues and it's make, made it kind of hard to, you know, just be yourself. It, it like stifles you a lot, I would say. 
Um, but yeah, you know, if you're an artist out there, if you're anyone out there, um, keep doing what you're doing. Try to cut down on media a little bit. Keep listening to the podcast, though. Don't stop. Never stop. Um, this podcast is the one exception. I'm announcing it now. It is the one exception to the rule. Um, this is the podcast you can listen to at all times. And if you don't, I will come to your house and slay you. And I don't mean slay as in like slay. I mean slay as in with a sword and I'm going to slay you. <laughs> She's so goofy. She's so silly. I love her. But yeah, guys, um, I think that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I had so much fucking fun because you know me. I love talking my ass off. So, you know, it's always good to just let shit come out of my mouth without zero thoughts. Um, but yeah, um, I hope you have a lovely week and I will see you at some point. Maybe I'll start uploading every week. Ooh, who knows? I'm not going to say so because I'm very bad with commitment, but maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, guys. Bye. <laughs>